0: We're glad you're here, and I'm I'm glad that um, we got a chance to to be with Brother Chico. How many of you guys know him or have heard him speak before? Has anybody not had the, okay, a few people in here haven't, okay. All right, so I've known this man a long time, and, um, you know, it's getting less and less that you find veterans in the faith. It's getting less and less that you find people who've truly walked with the Lord for a long period of time. And when I say that, I don't mean somebody who simply believes in Jesus because they got touched at eight years old. I'm talking about someone who's actively pursuing the gospel of the kingdom of Christ and setting themselves in the second place level so that somebody else can be higher and closer to Christ, constantly serving the gospel of Jesus. And, um, you know, the, we've all been through things, but some things we go through make it really hard, or make, it, make it easy to quit, let me say it that way, and make it really easy to quit. And if you do this long enough and you put yourself in positions long enough, the enemy will hit you at some point in your life. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, just him being here is, you know, a miracle. And it's, it's God and his family and the, and, the, and the battles they've had to fight over the years. I've I've watched some come and some go. And it's just amazing to see just the steadfastness of the Lord and the decisions that he's made. And all of us have those times in our life where we just like, you know, I'm done. And I've tried to quit a 1,000 times, but Jesus never lets me. And uh, so I'm thankful for that. But um, you'll notice that, uh, that he keeps a hand in his pocket because he got hit by a bus. And it doesn't work the way it used to. And everybody told him to quit, go home. This was a long time ago. And he said, no, whoever puts their hand to the plow and looks back isn't worthy of the kingdom. You will always be given excuses by the enemy, good excuses, to not work the gospel in your life. You'll be given good excuses to not minister to your neighbor because they've upset you for some reason. But you have to understand that by God's definition, everybody deserves love because he says they do, not because they're worth it. So we have to walk across the street and share the gospel. Um, I say this almost every time he comes, but... You know, the few times I've been down there, it's always impressive to me, the lengths they'll go to minister to one person. And, uh, you know, I I did the math when I came home and I thought, you know, we just drove six and a half hours to minister to a grandma in the middle of the mountains and three people showed up. And I thought, how far could I drive north for six and a half hours to show up for two people? I figured I could get almost to Omaha, Nebraska, not Arkansas. <laughs> and I think we should do that more. I think we should put ourselves out there for the faith. And um, and so, you know, these guys have done that and I, he'd never he'll, he's the type of guy who's not going to tell you anything about that type of stuff. That's just part of the the goal, part of the of the process and part of the cost. <clears throat> so, if at any point tonight you want to give to their ministry and to their work, I've seen where it goes. Um, they don't have gold toilet seats, I promise you that. You know, they're, they're spending the money in the gospel. So if you do want to do that, um, make a check out to Freedom Ministries and put uh, Brother Chico in the memo. That's Freedom Ministries. If you want to give cash, we have envelopes back there uh, by that box at the table you came in. Just make sure you write his name on there somewhere so that we can get it to him before the, um, the, the two sessions we have are over with. Amen. Uh, we invite you guys to come back tomorrow if you have your own church to go to. We don't want to pull you away from that at all. Um, so f- be free to do whatever you want. You're welcome here. But if you if you want uh, have a church to go, go. Uh, be, be where the Lord's called you to be. But we do invite you to come. And uh, we're not trying to steal you from anything. We just want you to be blessed for the time that he's here. And, um, and hopefully the Lord touches your life. Amen. You guys good? All right, bro. Come on.
1: For y'all to be here this evening on a Saturday night, it tells me something. I I, I don't understand it. I know I don't. The element that y'all live in, and I don't, and I know that, and so I'm not foolish about that. Um, And I'm sorry that I don't understand, because I know I don't talking to my wife coming over here and I was just like if you were Father God, if you were Jesus, if you were Holy Spirit, what would you tell these people? Like, Because that's really, at this stage in my life, that's what matters. I don't need to speak anymore because I don't believe in Christian ministry. There's Almost eight billion people on the earth, and there's a kingdom to be built. And just so my mind just don't think Christian ministry anymore. I don't need to speak. I don't need. A, I don't need the, the platform. But and so like being being able to preach. I don't know. I don't. I stay full of the word because I love God. I don't. I don't need to do some kind of special teaching but when the bible said that his word is is alive and active that's the thing i want when the author wrote that in hebrews he wasn't talking about the 66 books we call the bible i know living in the bible belt with our intellect We would love to, and yes, of course, it does include that. But what did he mean? The word of God is active and alive. And then he talks about how it can penetrate to the deepest parts of you. And make it alive. Because that's where life is. Those Hebrew believers that he was writing to, they had the Torah their whole life growing up. They had been to the synagogues. They had been to the temple. They had, they had done it. And now they had met Jesus. And some of them was wavering in their faith because of persecution. Because, I don't know, I mean, what we believe about this Messiah, we believe it. But why is this all happening? Why are we not marching into Rome and just conquering it? why ain't there why didn't Jesus stay alive and the real king why ain't we behind him why ain't this like why why is there not the nations you know following him and we just taking over and ruling and reigning it's confusing to them they're being locked up they're being killed but but whoever the author is he's reassuring them about the day of rest he's talking about today about not hardening your hearts think about that these were believers and he said today don't harden your hearts today is the day of salvation the word of God is alive it's active but what what does he mean the truth the truth of Jesus the truth of the gospel the truth yes he did die yes he was yes he he did rose from the dead rise from the dead Yes, he ascended in heaven. Yes, he's with us right now. But is that reality really real to you and me right now? Or are we also just participating in a cultural Christianity? How real is it to you and me today in real time, not yesterday, not tomorrow, in real time, right now, that he is interceding for us? What does that look like? He, he's involved he, he's so i guess the thing that kept coming to me and I'm, i feel broken right now i just i don't know i mean i feel like it yes it's gonna be easy to talk to you because you didn't come here to hear me i'm not some dynamic speaker i'm not some headliner i'm not gonna we're not gonna do no magic up here no christian witchcraft or nothing so um it it tells me that you're hungry there's something in your life that you're you you're disturbed about how this current of life is trying to take you and you know what me too that is the battle yeah intellectually head with head knowledge yes yes was saved not that's not a debate but the whole idea of abiding living in a life of abundance, like what does that mean? You know, like, okay, for example, Christian culture opposed to kingdom of God. We would think that Paul would have been a lot more beneficial if he would have done conferences. But it seems like Paul did more for the kingdom of God in prison with no church services than he did out. Well, what do you mean? Well, today, me and you are talking about him. 2,000 years later, he writes two-thirds of the New Testament. <laughs> but who wants, but you can't, that doesn't sell. You know how, you know how you can be anointed? I know everyone thinks it's a special mantle, and this probably is this special stuff that I just don't understand. I got it. There's probably certain special callings and maybe I just don't understand it. But I don't personally see, I I, I see where the word of God and Jesus goes out of his way to let us know that it's not about these certain special people. The only thing that was special about the people were they knew how to surrender. It wasn't about capabilities. It wasn't about. Um, gifts it wasn't about none of that although God also used those guys too the ones that would surrender and the ladies that would surrender I don't know why I'm supposed to read this I mean I'm kind of struggling right now to to even know if I'm supposed to be speaking or not but I ain't going to really get confused with all that if y'all, feel, if y'all feel like I ain't supposed to be talking right now, y'all tell me, and then I'll sit down, okay? I am not tripping. Yeah. But in Philippians 3, can we look at that? I don't even know why we're supposed to read this. What what is there going to be a version up here or not? I know I put that on y'all at the last minute, but I expect y'all to be be snappy like that. What version is this? Not that it matters, but... I'll just read off the screen. I don't want to create no controversy here in y'all's church right now. A war, a Christian war. <laughs> that is one thing I do. I said this the other night. I was with Brother uh, David Chapman. Could you wave at everybody? He's a pastor out in Yaleville. Is that how you say it? Yaleville, Yaleville. <laughs> or Yaleville? Yeah, so... He's out there in the turkey fields, you know, getting with it. And um, last night and the night before I was in a rehab, kind of like a recovery type church gathering. I guess that's what they call it. In in Cabot, Arkansas. In Ward, Arkansas. BB. Somewhere around in there. But a thing came to me for you, the church, the American church. And when I I say while I go, when I say I don't understand you is because... I, but because I've really never been a part of, and this is not a knock, this is just me being very vulnerable, very transparent. I have personally never been, in my Christian life, been a part of American Christianity. If, you know, like, that, like that's my, that's what I'm doing. You know, like my lifeline, like my life with Jesus is that. It never has been that. Like as soon as I got born again, I went three, I, I started digging, instead of selling dope, um, I left that and I started digging ditches, and I and I was full of God, and I and I was changed. And as soon as I, like three months later, I went to this school of ministry where a revival was going on. And then three months after that, after I got out of school, I went to the mission field. And so that's where I've been the whole time. And so it, it's kind of been I have had my my journey with God, um, but it hasn't been particularly in American Christianity. You know, you know what I'm saying? And of course, I have come and visit a lot of times, and I visit all types of flavors, all types of denominations, all types of that you can imagine. And I have a great time with the body of Christ. But I will tell you that not all Christianity is the kingdom of God. And that's, not, that's not being negative at all. It's just not. It's another world religion. It's tradition. It's customs. It's anyway, so... And so, because I was talking to Casey because, like, where we live, there's not some of these dynamics, right? The, the pastors and the, these guys that I work with, they work every day. And then, but they're their own bosses because they're, they're farmers. And then they find a day to go start churches, and then they take care of them. And then when you start new churches in, a, in the mountains and jungles of a place, there's usually not money, right? There's not. They don't even know what a... They don't know what money they don't know what that is they don't know what giving is right they don't know you can't manipulate them with malachi 3. they don't know what that is you just can't okay but 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 god provides for these dudes and it's crazy and then as soon as soon as i get any kind of little extra money and, I, and i'm in close proximity to these guys walking with them i help them out as much as i can and but and I'm also out there doing it also with them and so forth and so on. But one thing that's happening right now because we uh, we live in a soft world and we have all these, um, we're killing each other. And I guess that's probably been going on. That's been going on a long time, I guess. That's just dynamics of... Um, Christianity, you know, you could see that where the Judaizers were coming from James, from the Jerusalem church, the mother kind of church, and they were going and disturbing and causing some ruckus in the places where the gospel was being preached, where Paul and Barnabas was, right? So there was some drama happening, pretty much church politics has always been going on. That's why we have a lot of the content in the letters we have is because it's addressing church politics and the confusion, and the delusion, and the, and the discouragement that comes with that. And, but one thing that's happening right now, Christians are taking their spiritual energy and their intellect, and instead of reaching the lost, dispersing the demonic lies from the lost people, they are instead taking the sword of the Spirit and, and, and poking at other believers everybody's the, you know, the Christian police now. Granted, when something's wrong, something's wrong. I'm not saying that. But I'm telling you, if you would focus a little, or not you, but the people who are doing this would just focus a little more time on sharing the gospel, we would see something different. And I'm asking y'all to not participate. Don't let negative stuff come out of your mouth. If you don't agree with something, it's pretty evident you don't agree with it because you don't live like that. If you have a particular detail, a non-essential conviction, just live it. Don't try to kill other people with it. Just live it. And I just, I don't know, I just want to encourage you with that. Just let... Let your, your your behavior, your character come from watching how Jesus acted through the word of God. Don't let Christian society tell you how you're supposed to act. Okay? <clears throat> so, here in Philippians. Oh, I so said we're going to read up here, right? So, this is uh, Brother Paul writing from prison. And because um, I feel like a lot of people here... Are weary. What causes weariness? <laughs> like we, we saw the first, we, we, we see in the, 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 with the first believers, they also are given, they're admonished to not, to, not to be weary. Is it? Whereas in Galatians 6, 9, be not weary in well-doing. Think about that. He's not talking to like, he didn't say like, don't be weary in ministry. He's talking about the everyday life of a Christian. That is ministry. We have the ministry of reconciliation. We preach it with our lives. We preach it the way we interact at the store, the way we interact with our wives, our our children, our husbands, our our kinfolk. Uh, That's how we preach the gospel. And when times get tough and they're hard, that's the best platform for it to be displayed. It's just, it gets down to the nitty-gritty, the raw. How are you going to act? Jesus said, don't, you know, love your enemy. Love your enemy. So, it says, finally, my brethren rejoice. That's pretty... I think, I think I studied this a couple days ago, and he, he gives this command. This is command. This is not a cool saying for a coffee cup. This is real. This is people being killed. This is people being persecuted, being locked up. Think about that. Just stop and meditate on that. These people are in their homes, worried that they will be associated with Paul. They're worried that someone's going to see Epaphras or some of these other brothers come to their house. They're worried, man. They're, 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 they're tripping out. But they know. But they didn't even they didn't even A lot of them didn't even see Jesus for themselves. But they're in the way. They're following the way. And I'm just curious, guys. Like, so if there wasn't this like shallow Christianity that we could all just participate in, it was really, really hard. That mean, and they still went on, right? They, 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 they stayed in it to the end until it got to us two thousand years later. What kind of real communion intimacy was they having with God to keep that thing going? There was no easy-going way to do it. Granted, when Constantine got in, he tried to embrace all of it. But still, at this point, no. Like, you're taking a risk. And that's what I'm saying. God, how how can I be having that right now? Because I think it's vital. And I feel it, man. There's a burden in me. There's, There's... you know to to say it in King James it uh, bear witness, you know like but but in reality, there's something that's like, yeah, you know when you stay here and you really your flesh don't wanna and you and you just stay and and you press in and then you feel the Holy Spirit doing something and you know you need it and you're fighting against it because this life has just beat you up and you you got all of this extra drama in your mind and you're dealing with and you got a bad attitude and man this ain't looking good you got pains you got the money how are we going to do it you got these fears these anxieties and this current of life and you're just so mad because you're you're floating like this and you're looking backwards like no I don't want to be like that I want to be anchored But then a a Holy Ghost truth will come on you and assure you and anchor you. And this is called the implanted word of God holds you. And it says, now, now this, I think he says this nine times in this letter. That's worth paying attention to. It's a command. It's not some shallow goofy rejoice be happy no 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 there's something way deeper in this word rejoice you need to find something about Jesus that trumps your temporary reality right now well that's spooky Chico that's the that's kind of like that word of faith and you ain't being real. no I'm being real You so so I can't say that we will go to all these secular Christian psychologists and we'll go to them and we'll let them tell us all these exercises we would do and medication we're supposed to take. But I can't stand up and tell you that the Bible says we're to to have mental exercises. Think on these things. Why? Well, that ain't spiritual, chica. Why ain't it? It's in the Bible. It's in the Bible think on these things and he says finally my brethren, rejoice in the lord to write you the same things again is no trouble to me and it is a safeguard for you okay so paul was not paul didn't have the chance to have no more revival services does he sound discouraged though no One thing that has always impressed me about Chad, like I said, we've been knowing each other for more than 20 years. He's had for sure gone his ups and downs. And like I said, he does live inside of this Christian, this American Christianity. I mean, he he lives here. I mean, he has to, I mean, he has to, I mean, he lives here with it. (laughs) And, And of course, I've talked to him over the years. There's been times when it's been better and then sometimes when it's been rough. It's been times where there's, a handful of people they not and I've always seen him very successful maybe when he didn't see successful why because I just see him he has a resolve he know he's not it's not about a number it's not about this it's not about that so he never did get sucked into or deceived by what Christianity says success is as an American pastor And there's a resolve. And see, with that, God's going to bring people to that. Just will. God don't need talented, good people. God is looking for faithful people. Now, if you're good and you're gifted, that's that's an extra credit. (laughs) But he's looking for faithful people. I can tell you testimony, and that's, guess what, that's what I was going to do today, is just tell you a bunch of testimonies. Um, because then there's a fight right now in the church about that. Like, like I said, because I get to go to all these different camps, right? There's a, there's a real big fight about that. Uh, some people, are, like, they got two extremes. Oh, these guys just all talk about testimonies. And these guys, oh, we got to be teaching the word of God. And, and, you know, it's just this fight, you know. Well, I don't know if we have any kind of format how any sermons are supposed to go. I mean, if we're going to be real, I mean, I know they teach it in Bible school and in homiletics and all that, but I don't see it really in the Bible. We don't have many sermons. We don't. We have be a witness unto Jesus. And you see how Paul, with what he had, he did that. He went through the Old Testament. He went every single day after making tents. And when he was in Ephesus, talking to him, debating him, you know, and he did that with what he had. And the other guys, and then they did it with miracles and it was all kinds of ways. But to say there's this particular way, and that's what I'm saying. Don't get into these fights. Just stay away from them. Go find someone, someone that's just, that's needy and go give them what you got. Give them life. And it says, okay, so because so this is a big deal right here. This was Paul's concern. He just wanted them to, he said, it's a safeguard to you. I just want you to be solid. Don't be wavering. Okay, go ahead. The next verse. Oh, man, well, this is, now this is pretty rough here now. Now this is Paul talking. You, they, now they read this in the church now. They read and they passed this letter around. And when they say beware of dogs, they ain't talking about no chihuahuas. Because in that day, they didn't have no pet dogs. You're talking about scavenger. I mean, you know, when you think of like a pack of hyenas, when they refer to that in that time period, they're talking about them kind of dogs. The ones that are sitting outside the camp, just, just, I mean, looking at any way. In Mexico, I got a, I mean, here I don't know if you understand this, but like in Mexico, if you ever see the the street dogs, do they're slick. I don't care. You can kick them, you can they hit them. I don't do that. Hey, what's that? Peter, I don't do that. But down there they do. And I'm telling you, man, I mean, they are, these dogs are skin and bones. I mean, they look rough. But they just the whole time just scheming on like waiting for that bone to hit, you know, or a piece of skin or a piece of tamale leaf or something. <clears throat> and that's what he's talking about right here. You know, he's, he's sitting there and said rejoice, safeguard. But then he's saying beware <clears throat> of the dogs. Beware of the evil workers. He ain't talking about unbelievers. He's talking about workers. Yep. Beware of the false circumcision. All right, next. For <clears throat> we just keep on going because that, that's, that's, uh, that's a religious issue di- we don't need to deal with right now. Keep on going. It is something. Now, now, now. Here, oh, go back, go back, whoa. whoa, whoa, whoa. Now, he, so he's addressing this, religi- this religiosity, right? That's trying to take Jesus' place. It's not bad to be circumcised unless you're trying to say that's a requirement to be okay with God. Because, see, what you're doing is you're taking Jesus off the throne and you're adding to stuff. That's a problem, big problem. And when Christianity does that, it's a big problem. Now he goes out of his way to go ahead and let you know and let the Philippians know. Listen, these dudes are doing this. I'm way better at it than them. These dudes that are coming from James, I'm way better at it. But I never preach this to you because it's not a requirement of being okay with God. And it's really interesting because so right now in your mind you could be like, man, Paul must have had big drama with James. Well, you know who I'm talking about, James, right? Or they refer to him as Jacob. So this is Jesus' half-brother. He's kind of like the big dog in Jerusalem that was left there. So if you read Acts, you see that Paul, even though he's got this beef and he's protecting the believers, he still knows what structure is. When he goes to Jerusalem in the end, he defers to James. Hey, James, what you want me to do? He didn't have to flex. He could easily surrender and submit himself. But when anything tried to step up and take Jesus' place, the dude wasn't playing around with it. He says, Man, I, I, I'm good at this. He says, I was the best at this. Eighth day, nation of Israel, yeah, tribe of Benjamin, Hebrew of Hebrew. As the law, of Pharisee, keep going. <clears throat> As the zeal, persecute the church, righteousness which is law, around blameless. That next, 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 next. Okay, now here it goes right here, though. But whatever things were gained to me, Those things I have counted as loss for the sake of Christ. And there's a lot stronger word if you look that up in like the the Greek. All right, go ahead. More than that, I count all things to be lost in view of of the surpassing value of knowing Jesus Christ my Lord. Now this is, hold on guys, now this is what I'm talking about. He is not talking about knowing about Jesus. See, that's the thing that kind of Christianity would want us to, that's the goal of Christianity, kind of tell us about Jesus. And I'm not against it. Like I said, I I believe, I love Christianity. I love people. But when I watch people's faith be shipwrecked, Because of an institution, because something is taking Jesus' place, it does make me mad. More than that, I call all things to be lost in view of surpassing value of knowing Jesus Christ my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them but rubbish. That word right there is a rough word if you look it up in a different thing. So that I may gain Christ, next, and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own derived from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which comes from God on the basis of faith, next, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings, being conformed to his death, next, in order that I may attain to the resurrection from the dead <clears throat> All right. I was asking my wife to help me can you help me because I'm really really trying to like the other day I was with this elder this this old guy who was one of the first believers down in Mexico with us you know he'd been locked up several times been badly persecuted and uh, And I was like, what is your, like, first of all, when did it happen for you when you just started sharing the gospel? And why did you do it? Because I know the format we have down there, and no one's like, no one's making anybody do anything. And I was just wondering, way back when, what was his motive? And he he looked at me, he says, listen, Chico, I feel like I'm indebted. He says, I feel like. I'm indebted to do this. Is that the right word? Like for him, it wasn't like, oh, this is a cool thing. I get a calling, you know, during, you know, church camp, you know. No, it's like he, he feels in view of how he was and how he is now, he feels indebted to God and humanity. And that's not ministry at all. It's life. It's life. And that's what I'm saying when, when, we, when Christianity has so separated being a witness for Jesus Christ and that being the true ministry and then all these other things we call ministry. It's just a great injustice to the word of God. It's a great injustice to the kingdom of God. And... <clears throat> So I was asking my wife, you know, what are the things that these these brothers and sisters can relate to? Of course, they're not going to go out in a jungle and mountains with us and go to a village where there's no gospel. But, and then there's there's really no, like, so the way I was trying to prepare for tonight was I, I went back to my pictures from when I was here the last time. That was in September 21, and I started trying to go through all the pictures up until now, and I just, I didn't get very far and i just started realizing like you know it is normal life and but i guess we so overlook it so many times that it, like 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 for example american christianity one thing that it does do it, it doesn't do too well is most pastors or most ministers a lot of times there's a big gap between the working the working person in their congregation. Like so, so you know there's just I've just seen that there's a huge gap. And it's like, yes, and it's kind of convenient for everybody. Everybody kind of go to work, do the job, da-da-da, and they pay their tithe, they come, they do their participation, they come, and all that, and it kind of works. and then the, the pastor, he can get ready for the sermon, and everybody's, you know, kind of satisfied. Everybody's checked off the boxes, right? But a lot of times, when a pastor gets on fire, and he's really revved up, and just like, no, we got to go deeper, then sometimes, you know, there's just like, there's a gap there, you know? And... Um, And that just is what it is but I want to let you know that this pulpit for one there's no there's no pulpit in the Bible okay so if we if you if you have thought that ministry is being behind a pulpit it's just it can be but that's not what it's about I've been with guys they they work uh, the other day there's these missionary couple that's retired. They have no money. They're living in a little bitty camper that's just falling apart, no underpinning, like a bit. I'm a travel camper, little bitty thing. They're older, living in Indiana, freezing cold. And we just step out. They had a little materials. All right, I'm, and I just took a trip up there. I I don't know how. I don't have much money, but I'll just try Whatever you got, we'll try to put it together better than what you got right now. And this other guy from Tennessee came with me, and then he got a vision and there's more people and more people. And then we, we ended up building them a little house, you know, and my kids went and built the house. And then my wife, she goes and, and sits with people that, that, are, that are suffering, prays for them. God, um, oh, there's just so many things. It's just so many things that <clears throat> but the reality is there's no way for me to tell you how you're supposed to do it and chad can't tell you how to do it he can give you all the great ideas but until it's birthed in your heart it don't work it can go for a minute outreach programs can go always for a minute but until it's birthed in your heart and you get that burden It just don't happen. And I have a philosophy. If I'm not going to pay your livelihood, I ain't going to tell you what to do. When I see that you're doing something and I can help you, I'm going to help you all I can. I'm going to go broke trying to help you. But I'm telling you, I don't know what it's supposed to look for you. And I can just go on and on and on and on and on and on. The things that you could do. But the reality is, you need to be you need to ask God to let you be mindful of the kingdom of God and just be obedient. Take a baby step. And don't necessarily do it just to be doing something. Really seek God. Like like think about it. Why would you have this great wonderful salvation just to sit on? You know? Like there's billions of people on the earth going to hell, and I get it. You know, like right now there, there's, there's all these people, and it's kind of an older fad now. But there's still probably in Arkansas, it's, it's got some momentum probably now. I don't know if it's older or not, but it's been going on for a while. The whole deconstruction culture, you know, and it's just you know some of the people got legit beefs, but they're kind of their way of fixing it. Most time don't work. But they got legit stuff. Why are we not meeting them in that space? Hey, we hear you. We got it. Yes, that's a discrepancy. Yes, that's hypocrisy. Yes. Jesus ain't like that. The Bible ain't like that. I'm sorry humans failed you. They're going to keep on failing you. That's it. Go ahead and get that one out. Just understand that. They're going to fail you. Can we, uh, I ain't gonna do them pictures. Could you go to the pictures that, that, you know, I told you ones in order, not those, but the ones after that. Because I I want a few of the, excuse me, ma'am. You wanna say something? Okay. Could you do that, boss? Saturday night. So the little fella that's not white (laughs) he uh you know just he he is he don't have a mom and dad right so just that's kind of what it looks like you know what I'm saying like when you if you know someone that just doesn't have what you have in life look for opportunity to help them I don't know what that looks like you know I'm not talking about and I'm not talking I don't know just be available to God That is, I I could tell you stories after story about this, but it's just, that's the boys going, and I never did even go to this church they went to. Here, there was a new place way up in the mountains, hiking, and so they were smaller then. All right, next. I'm trying to get some. So the people that we work with, that's what they look like. Um, That's the the older ladies. That's kind of um, the dresses they're wearing. And what's cool about this area, it was all old people. No, no young people, and I prayed, and I'm just trying to tell you this as a testimony, and I'm telling you you should do this. Start praying for people specifically, okay? I know sometimes it feels ritualistic, but I saw God. I sat there and prayed day after day after day, and I felt, I felt religious. I remember this old, old, old grandma. She had a... Photo album. You remember those? <laughs> but instead of pictures, she had this prayer list. And she just, she, she, just, she couldn't go nowhere. She sat in, where, New Mexico? Oklahoma. Oklahoma just in her little bitty, uh, what's the living thing for older people? But it's not in this home. Assistant living. She just sat in that little apartment. And she would just write letter after letter, handwritten letters to prisoners in Texas. Just amazing woman of God and she would pray and that's where I mean she's one of my heroes because I, I watched God raise up a youngster in that area to to God and lead the the, the 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 people of God and it's just it was I mean I, I know the stuff that I'm telling you just probably don't make much sense but uh go ahead next so this is what it looks like sometimes just uh yeah so where are we going I don't know well I take some tracks what would the tracks say I don't know what's in your heart you got a computer type up some stuff that you think's relevant for the thing and fold them up print them off and fold them up and go hand them out it's not that hard it's not hard and then you know i took some of these guys the other day to mexico city so that's that's you know that's that's the mountains right there but i took them to mexico city uh just a bunch of group just loaded up in a van <laughs> I'm trying to find a hotel right so, what well, we got Expedia. So I look up on Expedia. The ta- I'm in a town before I get to Mexico City. I'm trying to look for a hotel for everybody, right? We're going to pack in this hotel, you know, six people to the room, whatever. Oh, my goodness. So I, I see this, um, ah, like a Ramada Inn, right? But it's like, looks nice. It's in a really nice place of Mexico City, and it was super cheap. And I'm like, this is weird. So I go ahead and buy it. Dude. I pull up Sodom and Gomorrah, (laughs) not playing. Homosexual prostitutes everywhere, drug addicts everywhere, and did the business people walking in and out of the hotel, I mean chaos. I go out in the middle of the night, There's a guy sitting on a five, you know, cutting people's hair over with a five-gallon bucket. There's this little tent set up on the side of the wall. People just going in and out, getting high as they can be, just banging their heads on the walls, just, you know, just loving on people. The next morning, we take off to, like, we get on the subway, right, in Mexico City. It's pretty wild. I'll just let you know that. We get off. We start. I print out these tracks at the little Seabird. What's a Seabird? I don't have those here, huh? Yeah, like an Internet cafe, you know, when y'all had those back in the day, right? Um. So I printed off this little track. We start passing our tracks this, and, and I got a, you know, I got a, my cool Texas hat on, right? Uh, like he's got a hooey, you know, I think on, you know. I like my hat, you know. It's like, so I'm walking, and this girl sees me from across the way, and she, she comes straight up to me. Give me your hat. I'm like, no. Nah. <laughs> and there's a guy selling new hats right there. I said, I'll buy you a hat. No, I want yours. You know, me, I'm kind of street, you know, and I'm like, she's just hustling. Whatever, you know what I mean? I, and I don't look like Jesus at all right now. You know, I, I go street kind of, you know. And I was like, no, nah, I'll, I'll buy you that one. And she said, I want yours. Because she had asked me before I came up, and she was like, what are y'all doing? I said, we're fixed going to go under this bridge over there, and we're just going to be available and just love on people and share the word of God. And so I go to walk up, I was like, no, nah, I ain't giving you my hat. And she just kind of mumbles under her breath. She was like, you know, you liar, you hypocrite. Oh man, it just it just punched my ego in the stomach. You know, I'm just like, what do you mean? You know, and I, you know, because me, I'm like, I'm out there doing it, spent all this money feeding people, these brothers, hotel rooms, trying to share the gospel, do, you know, thinking we're doing some ministry, right? And she just calls my card. She's just like, you're hypocrites. And I was so mad. I just, I said, like, what do you mean? And she had a necklace on, so I'm trying to pull. Her, I'm trying to call her card. I'm trying to pull her, you know, her bluff, right? I said, "Well, give me your necklace, dude." She takes her necklace off, gives it to me. <laughs> Basically, the Holy Spirit just told me, "Man, she's more of a Christian than you are." And I was like, "Oh, man!" I took my hat off, gave it to her. Walked off, and then, and then, but at that moment, when I get, when I took my hat off, when I surrendered, you know, that's what I'm talking about. The, the thing is about surrender. I took the hat off, gave it to her, but when I did that, like, the Holy Spirit just opened up and gave me words of knowledge directly for her, and she just broke down crying, and she said, can I come with y'all, yeah, and she was just crying, and she's like, I need to come back to the feet of Jesus, they don't talk like that, so, I, she, so for her to say that, that means she was a believer, you know, she's like, I need to come back to the feet of Jesus, and uh, she told me her story, this, that, and the other, and it's just, I'm telling you, surrender is surrender. There's nothing, it don't feel good, but the, the reward of it is so beneficial. And I know maybe the stuff I'm talking to you is just so weird, because you're kind of like saying, well, how would we do this in Harrison? And I know the things that you're thinking. No. They're going to make fun of us. They're going to they, think we're spooky weirdos. They're going to, yeah, they're, they're, no, they already know more of the Bible than we do. Um. I get it. I know. But I'm telling you, if you give God a chance, you would be blown away what he would do. I'm telling you, this is not a question. This is not theory. I have seen this happen over, you know why the guys like Todd White and them were popular? It's because they go. That's it. They're just, they've decided that they're going. And that's all it is. It's not about results. It's not about who's going to, it's not about praise reports. It's not about outreach. It's you convinced that he's worthy. He's worthy of those souls that he died for. Who are we to tell him no? See, that's my kind of my thing. I have a my mindset is how are we how are we supposed to tell him no? I mean, what are we going to do? You know, we get up there like, oh, I was nervous. You know, like I didn't I didn't speak that well. You know, and, and the reason why I'm I say this so confidently because I work with a guy who's blind, who's opened up churches before. Open opened up with a guy that stutters so bad, and he went, and the, 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 um, the authority in his town said he couldn't witness to no one else. His church is 300 people now. He has, like, probably 20 youngsters that are doing it. He don't have to preach anymore. They went, they, they opened, since the last time I've been here, they've opened up probably five or six churches. This guy, you would, I'm telling you, it's a, that's why I know if you are willing, God will do it. All right, next. Let's see here. That's what that's what a lot of churching looks like right there, just going and doing it with them, and that's just it. All right, next. That's me picking oranges. I don't know why that's in there. That's uh, next. Uh, yeah, I mean, that, see, a lot of gospel stuff happens right there too, on the job. It just does. All right, next. Same thing. Same thing. Next. That's uh, like. That's another thing we're trying to do. We're trying to, uh, in our small, 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 small little way, we're basically trying to create life for people where they can be their own bosses and they don't have to try to come across the border. And they don't have to work for a slave driver in Mexico either. And I could tell you so many testimonies right now of these, these, cart- these kids getting taken by the cartels and them being freed and just now that I'm sitting there thinking, of it, there's a million testimonies right now that's going through my mind. But all right, next, I just there's no time. This is, a, we have a church out in the Gulf of Mexico. If you look in Mexico and you see this little boomerang thing out there in the middle of the Gulf of Mexico, that's we have a church out there. Next, that's our kids riding to the water hole to get baptized or watch people get baptized next that's doing his little going to church that's what it i'm just kind of this is these are just kind of pictures to give you a kind of a visual next there's casey walking to church next this girl right here in the stripes okay she was raised from the dead her the guy in the white shirt is her grandfather the guy in the blue jean shirt is a pastor she, she died for a good while. When she was dead, she saw a bunch of weird stuff, heaven and hell. The main thing about it all is when she came back to life, of course, those guys and her tell, this, tell the testimony everywhere, which encourages people to believe in Jesus, right? Because that's basically miracles. Their main deal is a witness of Jesus Christ. Right. Does he want us healed? Yes, yeah, absolutely. Does he care? Yes, 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 yes. But the main, 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 main priority of all the gifts and the miracles and the supernatural is to be a witness of Jesus Christ. If that's approached any other way, it gets twisted and, and it ain't right. Okay. But it is real and it's so much part of the Gospels. You can't intellectualize it out of it. There's no way. It's very, very much there. So, anyway. But the cool thing is, when she came out of that, she was so just, she she wants to serve Jesus. And that's the thing. It's a witness of Jesus Christ. I think that's all right. Yeah, okay, so. Uh, like I say, there's... I can't tell you. God, right now, like, this year, there, there's some stuff, maybe... Like the, we're, the the thing that God wants to do, it's always feels like it's beyond you. Like this year, I'm trying to figure out: Does God want us to tr- somehow start sending missionaries, national, our Mexican national missionaries, into Peru? I have no idea deal how to do it. But I know that some doors have opened, and they've asked this, and then, and I and I'm just and I don't know what to do. And but I'm saying is that all of these things, like the things that God has asked, and I said that to say. The things that God, you feel God asking you to do, it's gonna feel beyond you. That is normal. That is natural, and you can't fail. What do you mean by that? How? How? How can you fail? I was in a rehab place a couple days ago. This this Native American says, "I want to start this ministry." Well, go. Like, how can you fail? I'm not talking about sin. I'm talking about you stepping out, trying to do something for Jesus. How can you fail? Explain that to me, biblically. You think Paul had it all figured out? Why why was he taken off somewhere and then the Holy Spirit told him to go right? He wasn't sitting there. Well, he might have been in Tarsus when Barnabas came and got him. But that was, you know, I don't know what he was doing. Because, you know, Barnabas got to Antioch and said, I need some help. Dude, Paul, come over here and help me. But, but when he was he had the, the Macedonian call, ain't that what it's called? No. Where was he going and then he got called? It was the Macedonian call, right? Yeah. And, but he was going somewhere else. He says, that there's times he says, Satan has hindered me to come in, y'all. See, we got this thing all cookie cutter, pretty. It's like, no, it ain't. It's not. It's a live, living relationship with God, and he wants to build his kingdom through you more than you do. It's his blueprint. It's his plan. How have we so Christianized it to make it not his plan? How has it gotten so overcomplicated that American missions right now, foreign missions, is dying because the organization's... Put these requirements on them, they can't fulfill the requirements, and they end up just, went, you know, their fire burns out here. And I'm not speaking negative, I'm just telling you the real. I know people that are burning to go and serve the nations, but because they don't fit some requirements, they never go. I've watched a lot of them just sit here and die. And they don't have the speaking abilities, they don't have the charisma to go around and raise money like some do, they don't know how to sell it. And I know they would be amazing missionaries. Them things break my heart. And and I'm going to tell you, what breaks my heart too is I I just know that God has so much more for you. So the weariness you feel, God knows it. You came here. God is going to bless you. God, you know, I I didn't have to speak tonight because during the worship, the Holy Spirit had already spoken to y'all. I'm just an encourager. I'm right with you. We all have our battles. We all have our, and the whole thing is he says, he, he, Paul says, it's not a big deal for me to share the same things over and over and over with you to, as a safeguard because that is the main enemy, fear and deception. That's why the influences of this world are so contaminating us. And now because of the phones and the easy access, it's just a bombardment nonstop. But that's going to go full circle in just a minute. Just hold on. The the kids are going to get tired of that. It's going to be something else. Just hold on. It always does. It just goes full circle. But you just need to be sitting there staying faithful and staying steadfast, like like Chad said. So tonight, I don't know how, um, but Chad wants to do it. Tomorrow, we'll be more kind of like, I guess, I don't know. Maybe I'll probably be like teaching type stuff. I don't really know, but <clears throat> I just know that I've been in lots of Muslim countries. I've been in Africa. I've been in lately, and I'm telling you that God is doing something in the world i've been into washington dc with these youngsters there's there's a, there's there's these young people that are on fire there's these house churches there's these traditional churches there's mega church. all of them there's a lot of people of god really hungry right now and i know you can oh man the world's so bad so what it's it's always been there the world has always been so bad i'm telling you man You need to jump into this and let's go together. You know, I'm telling you right now, people all over the world just want somebody that's authentic and has a relationship with Jesus. I know that. That's just not even a question. And if you're willing to spend some time with some people, you'll make disciples. You just will. If you're willing to spend some time with people. And um, so, but I for sure want to pray with people who want to pray. Um, Like I say, this ain't some magic show. Jesus is really, really here. He really, really tells us to pray to him. He does miracles. Like I said, I I don't know. I mean, a lot of times I shy shy away from sharing a lot of the, the miracle things because it just, it just became such a phenomenon in the Christian world that kind of everybody chases. I don't know. It's a weird one, man. I'm telling you right now if you go among the lost, you will see miracles. You will. That's how he does it. This is how he does it. He testifies of his good news through miracles. That's just the Bible. And, and I don't know. I mean, if you just want to sit in a room with Christians and trying to conjure it up, you can do that too. I mean, there's plenty of that going on. That's fine. You know, everybody, you know, hype everybody up, cheerleaders. That's good. I, there ain't nothing wrong with that. But I'm telling you, the reason why we have the power of God is to go be witnesses. That's the, the why. It's not to be super apostle, prophet, so-and-so. It's just not. God don't need no more of those dudes. God wants faithful people taking the gospel. Hallelujah. Well, Chad, we're available for whatever. And
0: We would give uh, some time if you guys want some prayer, if you're, if you're sick in your body, if you have a need, if you have a financial need, a family need. Um, just for them to pray over you guys and, and agree with you. We wanna have just a second to do that. So um, if you need to go, you can, but we wanna we want to open that up, right? So we're gonna just uh, have some, some worship here just for a second, so if you guys can bear with us. If you do need something from the Lord or an agreement with God, uh, we would be happy to do that now and just come forward. If there's a need in your life, in your mind, your heart, um, whatever it might be. We just wanna agree with you on that. We don't wanna leave anybody stuck. Um, And I I encourage you to just challenge yourself and just have the community of God agree with you because there's power in agreement. You guys know that, right? And there's so much of Christianity I see as a pastor all the time where everybody's just trying to get through stuff on their own. And that's rough. God did not mean for it to be that way. Does this make sense to you? There's so much power in the horizontal that God operates in. And we just wanna give the Holy Spirit just a moment. If you have something in your life, if you're sick or if you want to stand in proxy for somebody and be like, hey, so-and-so's got cancer or so-and-so's got this or that, we'd be happy to pray for you guys on that. So we're just going to wait just for a few more seconds, and then uh, we're going to pray and dismiss and you guys. If you're, if you're um, just out there, though, just kind of worship and just, just ask the Lord to bless these that come forward. And if you want to sneak in while we're praying, you can do that as well. You guys for being patient. If y'all want to join us tomorrow morning, we start at 10. Um, If if you have your own church to go to, we bless you and pray that the Lord uses you where you're at, and that God uses you mightily where He's placed you in people's lives, and the word of the Lord just comes out of you like a river, leaving the residue of Jesus on everybody you touch. Amen. If you want to give, you can do so before you leave. If you want to bless him and his family, and uh, we we would we would appreciate that because they. Um, they suffered a, a, a little bit of a loss recently he lost the truck and um, it cost a lot of money to lose that truck and so uh, he would never ask but um, if you feel it on your heart to help them uh, they could use it so bless you guys thank y'all for coming may the lord bless you and keep you make his face shine upon you be gracious to you lift up his counts upon you and give you peace